Welcome to Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Welcome to Thoughts in the Car. I'm your host, Janice Elliott Howard. Today's topic is the Democratic National Convention recap. Yes. The first time I watched the Democratic National Convention, Barack Obama became president of the United States of America for the first time. I've been tuning in every four years since 2008. I watch both the DNC and the RNC, you know, for perspective. You know the saying, don't judge someone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Well, I think it's only fair to hear both sides of the argument. Believe it or not, both parties want Americans to prosper. I find the difference in each party's approach is about methodology and balance of who gains and what will be gained. You may or may not agree with my train of thought, but I believe the methodology and balance of gains is the bottom line for both the Democrats and Republicans. Democrats want liberty for all, and Republicans want to choose who they believe should have the liberties. Of course, this is a discussion in and of itself, so I digress. Back to the matter at hand. The Democratic National Convention was virtual. I enjoyed the clips of real people across this nation telling their stories of difficulty under the current administration, loss of income, loss of choices, and desperately hanging on by a thread for the hope for a better tomorrow. It was masterfully crafted to involve the people. For the first time in three presidential cycles, I directly related to each segment. The live conventions of the past had so much rah, rah, rah that it was nonsensical. Unless you wanted to be a concert goer. You know, the type that hoop and holler because everyone else is doing it. Back then, nothing was substantial. Nothing that someone like me, a plain Jane, watching it on TV could get behind. I hope in the upcoming years, the uh, conventions stick to a similar format where the American audience can feel like the speaker could be a sister, brother, aunt, or uncle. We need relatable messaging. You know, just because something's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening to somebody else. And I gathered from the theme of how each night went, because overall it's about we the people, that we need to be concerned. 
you know, the reminders of all that transpired over the last nearly four years were communicated well. But the coming together to getting behind a cause and standing for it is, you know, was the theme of, of, I think, the whole Democratic National Convention. Like this spring, people came out around the world because of the senseless execution of George Floyd, a black man by law, at the hands of law enforcement. You know, so many people viewed this incident and it resonated with every human being. You could put yourself in his position figuratively and decide, nope, I'm not going to sit around and wait for that to happen to me or someone in my family. People took to the streets and continued to do so months later. Well, that is the same feeling I got while watching the Democratic National Convention. Voting is the key to getting children out of cages at the border. Finding a better way to tame coronavirus. Restructuring our law enforcement across the country. And getting back to restoring the economy. These segments or packages, as they're called in the television business, they really set the stage for the messages we heard from the Democrats. We even heard from some Republicans who've decided to jump off the Trump train because they need leadership too, and he ain't it. Then there were the three speeches that made me think, maybe, maybe more than just a few minds will be changed after this convention. There is a chance for a new beginning where America, as a nation, can start to heal. We're going to talk about the speeches right after this. Will their love survive? Is marriage all they ever wanted? Who will leave whom for the other woman? Get the ebook, The Confidant Tells. It contains short stories of romance, betrayal, and deception. Available now at barnesandnobles.com, smashwords.com, and everywhere ebooks are sold. Get your download today. Written by Janice Elliott Howard. One day, Britta decides that she needs a fresh start. A start without Richard by her side. Brenda will no longer be a victim of shattered dreams and missed opportunities. Richard is stunned by her decision but comes to terms with the reality of it all. Will Brenda achieve the dreams that have evaded her for so many years? Can Richard move forward without her? Will the children be able to understand their mother's methods and motivation? When asked why this all occurred, Brenda simply states, I hate him. Get your copy of I Hate Him, an ebook written by Janice Elliott Howard. Everywhere ebooks are sold. Florida meets Thaddeus by chance. He calls her gorgeous and she calls him handsome. Their connection is magical as the relationship blossoms. 
In Florida's mind, he's going to be her forever. But that is, can't fully commit. He betrays her. The twinkle in her eye dims and the hurt grows. After a time of soul-searching, acceptance, and adjustment, Florida realizes that she can and will do better. Get the ebook All Better, written by Janice Elliott Howard, coming soon to everywhere ebooks are sold. Thoughts in the car. Where real decision making happens. Welcome back to Thoughts in the Car. We are talking about the DNC recap and the speeches that made donors open up their wallets to support the Biden-Harris ticket. Now, I have to say, I have so much respect for the former First Lady, Michelle Obama. Her words are transformative on many levels. But she was exquisite at calling a thing a thing. Here is when I stopped multitasking. Because I I go often multitask when I watch these things. You know, unless something really captures my attention. So I stopped multitasking and became glued to what was happening on my television screen. Give a listen. So let me be as honest and clear as I possibly can. Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. Girl, shut the front door. She just called a thing a thing. And we liked it. Democrats spend more time with political correctness that often leads to the messages getting lost. But the opposition was going to learn today because she called a thing a thing. Michelle Obama spoke on the first night. And if you, for some reason, you haven't heard it, you can find Michelle Obama's speech on YouTube. It is worth listening to from beginning to end. Oh, and when you do, check out the message she's wearing on her necklace. I love the subtleties. I love when people do, like, things that are so subtle. It's like subliminal. And it's a matter of if you're really paying attention or not. But I was. And I thought it was fabulous. Now, I know the word unprecedented has been overused over these last four years. But it is absolutely necessary for this context. It is customary for the former vice or the former president of the United States of America to stay silent as the successor runs the country, despite how it goes. Hell, he could run us into the ground, which he has. And and the former president isn't should not say anything should not be judged, should not judge. Because obviously, running a nation is not an easy thing, and everybody's approach is different. Well, 
that tradition has gone to hell because former President Barack Obama had a mouthful to say about his successor. Give a listen. Sir, would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends, no interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Well, damn. Don't you miss a president who can string together a complete thought without slurring his words or meshing words together that don't match? I know that I sure do. Not to say that President Obama was the greatest at what he did for the country, because he wasn't. However, he is eloquent, decent, respectable, and educated all the qualities we don't have in the current leader of the free world. The Democrats were pulling no punches while they had the spotlight. If you have listened to my show for a while, you know that Joe Biden was never my pick. Now, I didn't have a pick, but he wasn't on my short list. I wondered if he would get to this point because He has tried twice before to get to this point. But there's a saying that nothing ever happens before it's supposed to happen. I guess this is Joe Biden's time because the icing on the cake occurred to me within the first minute and a half of his nomination acceptance speech. Give a listen. Ella Baker giant of the civil rights movement left us with this wisdom give people life and they will find the way give people life those are words for our time the current president has cloaked american darkness for much too long too much anger too much fear too much division here and now i give you my word If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. I'll be an ally of the light, not the darkness. It's time for us, for we the people, to come together. And make no mistake, united we can and will overcome this season of darkness in America. We'll choose hope over fear, facts over fiction, fairness over privilege. I'm a proud Democrat, and I'll be proud to carry the banner of our party into the general election. So it's a great honor and humility. I accept this nomination for president of the United States of America. But while I'll be a Democratic candidate, I will be an American president. I'll work hard for those who didn't support me, 
as hard for them as I did for those who did vote for me. All I need is someone who wants to lead the country. That's all I need. The whole country, not just the parts that like him. Joe Biden was never my guy, but his words and compassion have swayed me. Thank you for taking the time to join me for Thoughts in the Car. We would love it if you supported the show. Any listener support would be welcome and much appreciated. Click on the listener support button. Give us applause. Send us a message with your point of view. Please take the time to leave your comments as I do read them and will respond. You may even hear me give you a shout out in my next show. Please tell your friends and pass along your favorite episodes as you can find Thoughts in the Car on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. You can follow me on Twitter at JYHoward1066. Let's connect on social media. Check out my blog, Janice's Take on It. Next time on Thoughts in the Car... We're going to keep this food for thought thing going. I hope that you come along for the ride for thoughts in the car. <laughs>